Welcome, sports fans, to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JTandTheDon at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don, Donato Bucci. Remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to please leave us a five-star review. Thank you to Nicole Thompson for the great introduction and Mike Regina with the awesome intro music. And we have been on break for a couple weeks and we know you all have missed us out there. So we are back and ready to rock. So without any further ado, let me welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling? Good, man. Good to be back. I just want to throw this out there. I don't know what's going on with your weather situation, but I'm not paying you extra to do this show just because it's snowing up there. So. I appreciate you coming into work, but I don't. I'm not raising your pay any higher. It was it was tough to get to the DC studio. I ought to get like some sort of extra uh, raise here on JT and the Dawn because I'm out here braving the elements while you're braving the elements. You can just pick up a laptop and just do it virtual. You don't have to drive into the studio while you you go doing too much. While you just created a brand new studio in Orlando, you moved the studios from. From Miami to Orlando, I mean, man, someone's living the good life. Jeez. Yeah. Moving from Miami to Orlando ain't exactly the dream, but we'll see what happens. So uh, I know we've been out for a while. We got a lot to talk about, but we, you know, can't gloss over the biggest topic, the Super Bowl. A lot to digest, unfold, and make fun of. So, <laughs> so as everyone knows by now, Tom Brady won Super Bowl 55 by a score of 31 to nine against the Chiefs in a game that saw Brady win his fifth MVP award. That's crazy. And we just throwing all these numbers out here with Brady's career, like they just normal. This will never happen again. But not so much of Brady, but everyone's talking about the guy on the other sideline, Mahomes. He struggled nine points. Don, what went wrong with Mahomes? Why did he struggle so much in this game? Well, there were several factors, and I hope I don't take too many of of your thing, Go ahead and take but, them all. I, okay, I, I, I thought like right. open and shut. <laughs> well, first, I got to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' speed on defense. A lot of teams are intimidated by the Kansas City speed, right? They've never seen it. You can practice for it, but once game time comes around, they're a whole different beast with that speed. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey as a tight end has speed. You know, you got Hardman and, and Robinson, but. The Chiefs, I think, were taken aback and surprised by how fast the Tampa Bay speed was on defense. I got to go there. Then you got the front four. They were able to get pressure on Mahomes without blitzing, which then leaves, doing the math, seven in the secondary or in the defensive backfield, which, again, you're able to double-team Tyreek, able to double-team Travis Kelsey. You still got three defenders uh, in the secondary And then the other thing is, was the lack of establishing a run game, which I put on the lack of creativity 
by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy to not only try to establish the run, but get creative with it. But I, I mean, mean, in if, all fairness, if, the Chiefs haven't been able to run the ball all year. Yeah, year. We talked about this true, like, throughout but, the season. Like eventually this was going to come back to bite them. Like, like you always say, if you can't run the ball into the year or at all, you're going to have problems winning the title. I, I, of course I say that and I believe in it, but this game was a little different, JT. This wasn't just that they lined up and could totally destroy the Kansas City offensive line, even though the offensive line of Kansas City was uh, ravaged by injuries. But when you're playing a too high safety like that, and they played that, that the whole and game. They, exactly. They did the whole game. And it'd be different again if the Tampa run defense was just able to, to put eight in the box. Then you say, hey, why are you trying to run? You needed to run here to open up the passing game. That's the difference here. And JT, they were able to do that. Clyde Edwards, he didn't have a bad game. It was just he didn't get enough touches. So story the, of his career so far. Yep. So so those are my three points. The the front four of the Buccaneers defense, the speed of the Buccaneers uh, defense, and then the lack of creativity slash establishing the run game by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I agree with basically everything you said, but I'm gonna keep it simple. Uh, first, Andy Reid. Why are we surprised? This is who he is, and this is why at the beginning of the season you asked me like why I wasn't ready to say the Chiefs were going to run it back. Um, I know sometimes I threw some jabs at Mahomes, like not crowning him too early. But at the end of the day, that's what Andy Reid does. Like he gets cute. He doesn't really, either he can't or he doesn't want to run the ball. He lets everything go through the quarterback in the passing game. And that's not always going to work. But main things for me why Mahomes struggled is, I will say, offensive line issues. Uh, They were banged up up front. They were missing Eric Fisher and some other guys. Tampa Bay, you've seen what they've done. Look what they did to the MVP, like twice. Like they made him struggle all season long and they did the same thing with Mahomes. So that was a big factor. Also too, you tell me what you think. I feel like was Tampa just saying, you know what? Let's just see how we can play these guys one way during the regular season because if we see them again it'll be in the Super Bowl so if you remember regular season they played Tampa Tyree Hill and Mahomes torched them like in the first half why because they were playing uh Tyreek one-on-one and he was just roasting I think it was Carlton Davis whoever was out there so would they do like you said two safeties high all game doubling Tyreek and Mahomes I mean Tyreek and Kelsey making somebody else beat you all game and I felt like that was based basically the difference. Take those two out of the game and make Nicole Hartman beat you or make the Chiefs run the ball, which you know they can't do. So what's going to happen? Mahomes is going to be the best rusher you have. That's not how you're going to win a Super Bowl. And let's just give a shout out to Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator. Probably called one of the best defensive games I've ever seen at that level. I mean, it was perfect. You shut down Mahomes and all these weapons like that after they've already – proven they could destroy you earlier in the season i mean that goes like that goes up there that goes up there with the bill belichick job that he did for new england against that st louis rams um greatest show on turf when they beat the rams in in the super bowl the the uh the first time not exactly not the sean McVay era but the kurt warner era yeah i mean it's, it's up there and then to wrap it up for me i will say this it just came down to uh, I forgot who said it. Was it um, was it Devin White or one of the defensive guys said they just weren't scared of the Chiefs? 
And when you're not scared of the opposition, you say, you know what, we're just going to bring it to them and be physical. Sometimes that's all you need. And this reminded me of when the Legion of Boom played the Denver Broncos in that Super Bowl. And the Broncos were just this unstoppable force on offense. They had all these weapons. And what did Seattle do? Came and just smashed them in the mouth from the beginning. And they just they, they just didn't know how to react. But it's nice when you have Tom Brady. That's probably the biggest is, reason why is. they weren't scared. Yes, it, it absolutely. And having Tom Brady at least gives you the peace of mind that, okay, the offense won't be making the mistakes. It's up to us not to blow the game. So, yeah, I think we all were all in agreement on why Mahomes struggled. Uh, litany of <laughs> items. But um, – I think the conversation everyone's having is about his, his legacy because they were kind of using this as a springboard to say he's going to be the best ever. But do you think he needed to win this game to ever be considered better than Brady? Yes, I I did. And to to it's the 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 phrase, right? You know to what? Be, you, to be the goat. You, you and other people who were so quick to anoint Mahomes as like a goat. Like, oh, how y'all not give him any leeway? See, see you're, you're mistaking what I said. I did not crown him the goat. What I was saying was he is definitely right now one of the best, and he's the future of the NFL. There's no doubt. I'm not backing that. I never said he was the goat right now. What I said right now is he may be the best quarterback in the league, and if he is not, he's definitely – one of the top three. So All right, don't get I'm my worst mistake. I, I don't remember so, those conversations going exactly like that, but for but appearances, we'll just go with that. To be the GOAT, you got to beat the GOAT. And yep. in the two biggest games against Brady, this Super Bowl and the AFC title two years ago, he lost and he actually didn't play well in either. And I'm not sure he faces Brady in another Super Bowl again. So in this game, JT, I look at it as two heavyweights. Mahomes was that up and coming, almost basically entering his prime against the older heavyweight champ, which is Brady. And usually you give the upper hand to the younger guy. But Brady showed it again that, hey, you may be in your prime, but I'm still better. And listen, Mahomes now, and I know this sounds funny, but Mahomes now can go on to win seven Super Bowls and tie Brady seven. And but it most, won't matter. But it most, won't matter because he lost to Tom Brady and Tom it, Brady is like 47 years old. It, so it don't matter. Yeah, sometimes it's unfair, but that's the way we compare guys is then head to head. How were you able to lift your team against the other guy? You know, this isn't a LeBron MJ here because they never played each other. Mahomes and Brady played each this other is, in two huge playoff games. AFC you know what this is? Super Bowl. I'm going to take it outside of, you know, real life because I watched this movie again. This is Adonis Creed and pretty Ricky Collins. That's exactly what this is. Collins on the way out, the GOAT, and Creed was just right there, but just not quite good enough to do it. Not yet. Creed see, didn't I would come disagree. Into, it, into the sequel. I, see, I would disagree there because I think Creed was still, even though he was a professional at that point, he was really young and inexperienced. Mahomes doesn't have that argument. He's been there, won it. He's been to multiple playoff games. Mahomes is basically in his prime. See, Creed was inexperienced. Like, he probably that should man not have... have 15, 16 fights. He had experience. <laughs> yeah, name, name one of them. 
uh, was uh, uh, Leo Spirito. Yeah, yeah, he fought him. See, and he 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 was a good boxer, and he knocked out another guy that was a top ranked uh, there, boxer in the there's ring. There's a re- there's a reason why Rocky didn't want to train with that guy. That hey, Leo look, guy. Man. I'm just, I'm just, I agree with you. I don't think he can ever be better than Brady. He would have to win more titles, but it's always going to be, you didn't beat Brady when it mattered. He was older, and that's always going to be a stain on his record. The same way that Eli Manning is a stain on Tom, Tom Brady's like perfect record. Like people never let that go. But I feel bad, but maybe down the line we'll forget about it. But I feel like with Mahomes, this is what people are going to always come back to. Like you said, it's like an MJ comparing him to somebody like a LeBron. Like they gotta remember, like, hey, Brady is clutching these moments, and you weren't. Well, I no. What I'm saying is, Mahomes had his moment and didn't do it. LeBron never got his moment against MJ. Yeah, no, I know. There's but a it's, big it's, difference. But that'll be like the comparisons because I'm pretty sure Mahomes is gonna ride out the rest of his career being at least a top three quarterback in the league. So, right, if all breaks right, he's gonna be one of the best to ever do it. But he's not gonna be as good as Tom. And I think I agree with you. I think him losing this game will be a part of that. But let's go to Tom. So seventh Super Bowl victory and fifth Super Bowl MVP. That sounds crazy. Um, Is Brady the unquestioned GOAT of all sports? No doubt. And it's not because I'm – And it's not because – Say it again. No doubt that he is because, again, you know me. I'm I'm not a huge MJ fan. But Brady's doing this at the age of 43. MJ wasn't able to hang on like that. And – Tom Brady did it in both conferences. He goes to a new team the very next year. His first year with that team wins a Super Bowl. What'd they go last year? Seven and nine? And listen, he is playing football. That is the hardest sport, one, to win a Super Bowl, let alone win seven titles because of injuries, the salary cap, player turnover in that sport is unbelievable. Plus, one guy doesn't make it doesn't make as big of a difference as for example in soccer or or basketball but it is clear he is able to make that huge difference even in a game or a sport like football so no doubt JT he is the goat of goats so you saying he better than Jordan yes all right not even Uh, hesitating not even hesitating well, it's hard for me to say of all sports because I think you got to differentiate team sports and individual sports. I do not think I can could, I could make that comparison and just say, all right, like Brady's the best ever because he does have help. You know what I mean? Whereas like an individual sports, it's all about you. So I'll just stick to the team sports aspect. Let, let me ask you, let me ask you before you get to that, before you get to your, your point. And this may be, you don't need to answer, but this is the question I would give you. I hope for my answer, you just asked me the question. <laughs> money on the line. You got, you got a ton of money on the line. You got your life savings on the line, all right? Of all of the GOATs, I mean, you, you said individual, sports, team sports. All right, so I, I feel like I know where you're going with this question. Who I'm are you putting on, I'm, I'm going to flip it around on you. For, for example, are so, you putting it on Wayne Goretzky to win a Stanley Cup? Are you putting it on MJ to win teams. a title? Are you putting it on Brady? Are you putting it on Serena? Serena? Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Muhammad Ali. Who are you I'll putting it you, on? I'll give you the most clutch, high moment guys, in my opinion, and I'll give you the scenarios, and you tell me who you're putting your money on. Brady in the Super Bowl down last drive. Jordan, Game Six to close it out, or Tiger Woods Sunday 
at the majors in his prime. Like, who do you, who are you in that situation putting your money on? Like, you know what? If I had to go with somebody, I know this dude's going to get it done. Brady, because he has been able to do it against pretty much everybody. And the difference, JT, is how long he has done it. See, you keep forgetting that part. Yeah, these get, guys I, are all I, great. I, I They're you, all going to come I clutch, I, right? I, I get Tigers, what you're saying. Tigers, I get what you're saying. Uh, me personally, I would go with Tiger Woods just because there was a time but he where he fell off so fast. Yeah, that's but when he was healthy, you, when he was but it healthy, doesn't matter. I you feel gotta, like he was more dominant must, by himself. That's why you can't compare. But we're splitting hairs. Sport athletes and what? individual sport athletes. You can't but do that. When you're splitting hairs, the smallest difference. You can say is, Hussein is, Bolt. Like nobody can beat him. Like it's the same. It's it's so hard to do that. But but he's not the goat. Unquestioned, of unquestioned goat of team sports. That's as far as I'm willing to go. I will say he is just because football is a harder sport than basketball. So I give him the nod over Michael Jordan. Okay. We cool on that. That's fine. Next up, man. All right. Does this victory prove it was more Brady than Belichick? Ooh, somebody's salty somewhere. <laughs> how do you think before I answer it, how do you think you think Bill Belichick watched the game? Yes or no? No, I don't think he cared. To be honest, I don't even think he cared that Tom had success this year because believe it or not, the one thing that Bill Belichick has going with him is it was a terrible team. So he could always fall back on that. And then also too, say what you want. Brady went to a loaded situation and you, and we talked about that beginning of the season that team is not bad. The defense was always had pieces. They were getting better, and they always had the weapons on offense, and they just added more pieces. It wasn't like he took over the Dolphins and took them to the Super Bowl. These are the Bucks. Like They are a talented team. The talent has always been there. So people are caught up in the moment right now, but that's going to be something that people talk about because at times this year, if you took off the names of the back of the jerseys and you just looked at the stats, you would say that Tom Brady and Jameis Winston look awfully similar. Now, he didn't throw as many overall interceptions as Winston did. Huge difference. Huge, huge difference. But there were times where he did. He looked just like Jameis Winston. If it wasn't number 12, they would be talking about it differently. But I don't think it proves more about any of these because you can go back to earlier in Brady's career and be like, you know what? He definitely needed Belichick to win those rings because without those Patriots defenses or Adam Vinatieri or good coaching, he couldn't have got the job done. But also, too, as Brady progressed into what he is now, yeah, you're not going to go back as many times and be as dominant as the Patriots have been without a quarterback like Tom Brady. So I think it's just nothing was answered. I think they still need each other to get to where they are. How could I have gone from asking you a yes or no question to you giving me a three-minute answer, and then you actually answer the question that you gave before I answered it? Because I got because I didn't, I wanted to get my my answer out the way before you came with the BS. Because you knew what my answer was. It was the same as yours. Quit looking at my notes. Oh, I thought it was going to be all up on Tom Brady, man. No, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't necessarily prove that Brady. Um, you know, that this this victory proved it was more Brady than Belichick. They, like you said, they needed each other. They needed each other. And now I will say this, though, JT, 
I think it does prove that Brady can do it without Belichick because I think some people question oh, yeah. that. I mean, because remember, at, hold on. You look at what he did with Belichick. It wasn't like he was doing it with talent. I mean, of course, you always thought if he got some talent, he could possibly do it but, again. But don't you remember what happened with Matt Castle the year Brady got injured in the opener? They went 11 and 5. And that's, that hold is, on. That's let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. My whole point is that. Fans looked at that one year, and you're right, it's only one season, but they looked at that and said, ah, see, Belichick can do it without Brady. We've never seen Brady do it without Belichick, but now it proves Brady can do it without Belichick. But you're so right. They needed each other to get to win six Super Bowls. No other coach with Brady, even with that same talent in New England, would have won six Super Bowls. So Brady needed Belichick, but Belichick – could only do it with Brady. I think even if Belichick had Peyton Manning, I don't know if they win six. It depends. Uh, yeah, you, just, you never know, but yeah, they definitely need each other. But um, before we move on for the Super Bowl, so let's go back to the Chiefs. Poor, poor offensive performance. If you would have told me in a, a parlay bet that Mahomes would only put up nine points in the Super Bowl with no touch, no touchdowns, right? And it's just like, Nobody would take that bet that we should have taken. We should have taken it. You should have called your buddies that placed fifty thousand dollar bets, and we should have just put some money on that. And I wouldn't have to do this show with you anymore. But more importantly, I want to know um, Eric Bieniemy because he's been the topic of discussion about who got hired, who didn't get hired as a head coach that was qualified. Does this performance in the Super Bowl tank his stock? So. JT, I'm surprised you even know what a parlay is. That's pretty good. When you when you hang around enough uh, Vegas like characters, you pick up what? on some vocabulary. Who, you, who have you been hanging around with? I want to know <laughs> what you me. I'm not a Vegas type character, man. Jeez. Yeah, very convincing. Just because I'm Italian doesn't make me a Vegas type character. Nobody, wow. nobody brought wow. in Italian. We wow. Just, good answer. Just give me the answer. Stop. This is not a court case. All right. So, listen, considering he still hasn't been hired as a head coach, I, I don't see how this could hurt his stock because one game doesn't define a coach. And this was the first Tell game. To, rest in peace. Tell that to Marty Schottenheimer because it seemed like it well, always came uh, down to uh, a few games for him. See, but that's the difference. It wasn't just one game, right? Marty had – Three AFC title games he lost. He lost multiple playoff games as a favorite at home at Kansas City, including in Cleveland. So you in San Diego, right? They were like 14 and two one year and they lost in the divisional game. So Marty, rest in peace. That was sad news to hear. Um, he gave a lot of famous quotes to um, one of the best coaches in the 90s. But again, that wasn't just one game for him, JTC, with Marty Schoenheimer. That was several games in clutch moments, but with the enemy, think about this JT in the past three years, that's their only game where their offense struggled. Think about that. A lot of teams would love to have that problem. Um, <laughs> and, well, apparently they don't. <laughs> and, and listen, the offensive line was hurt. I, I think. And it was, it wasn't elite to begin with. That's the thing too. Right. And, and the guys that were out were actually big pieces on that line. So I think anyone that's in the NFL circles knows you can't judge the enemy by this game. Uh, I agree with your premise. I disagree with the answer. I think it does tank his stock. 
Good. I hope it does because I'm convinced that the Chiefs are just going to keep him around until Andy Reid's ready to go. And I think the players want him to stay. And they're like, you know what? If nobody else wants him, we'll take him because we know what he means to the team. But this is a perfect opportunity to say, like, you know what? This is why we didn't interview him. This is why we didn't hire him. Look, he couldn't even muster up a plan against a really good defense and against Tom Brady. They put up nine points. Uh, see, we knew he wasn't that good. This is why we didn't go after him. This validates that. And I think, watch, now going forward, whenever his name comes up in for coaching openings and he doesn't get hired, it doesn't get interviewed, they're going to – somebody somewhere is going to bring up, yeah, but he only put up nine points in the Super Bowl. And then they're going to point to the Super Bowl the year before, even though they won – they still struggled like they didn't look like the Chiefs or like they did all year. So I do think this definitely hurts him. All right. Well, we're going to switch focus of quarterbacks and go to my guy, Russell Wilson, JT. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported that the Seahawks received a few phone calls to see if Russell Wilson was available in a trade, but Seattle was not interested and rightly so. Wilson later said he is frustrated with taking too many hits. JT, will Russell Wilson leave Seattle? And if you believe so, when? Man, this is tough because you just rattled off with uh, Ian Rappaport said. And then Brandon Marshall came out, I think it was today, and was basically saying that Russ is looking for a classy way to get out of Seattle. So, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. But you taught me, follow the money. He's getting paid a lot of it by Seattle. So I don't know how what the ramifications would be if they, they traded him, moved the contract. I don't know how that works, but I just can't see Russell leaving Seattle. I feel like they'll entertain his complaints, try to find a common ground, and that's the way they'll resolve the situation because, bro, you know how hard it is to find a quarterback. Like, you just – you're going to let an MVP caliber quarterback just walk out – after you destroyed a dynasty you already had to have this guy, there's no way. I feel as much, and we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit later, but as hard as it is for them to get rid of Deshaun Watson in Houston, this cannot happen. I feel like he's probably top three untradeable guys, Russell Wilson in the league. I don't see how they let that happen. No, no way. He's not leaving Seattle. Are you kidding me? I Actually, JT, I would say this is a JT type of drama question, but listening to the radio today, I heard on a national sports program this exact question. So, you know, this is... Oh, yeah, just, so it's not just me. I must know what just I'm you. doing. Yeah, it's, it's not just you making up drama this time. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I actually, actually do research when I when I send these questions to you. But uh -huh, I will say this. Sure, I think sure. the reason why this is probably a has any legs is, one, it's a Super Bowl, and two... Aaron Rodgers is doing his annual it's not my fault but pay me more thing that he does and then Carson Wentz is on the move with a contract that I think is harder to move than Russell Wilson's and it seems like any day now he's going to get traded so if Carson Wentz situation wasn't happening I don't even think this makes national news but you see a guy like that on the block and it's for real you're like well shoot anybody can be traded and then you throw in Deshaun too so I, I think this won't happen too. Well, no, it's not. As long as Pete Carroll is in Seattle, JT, Russ is. He knows going that's the anywhere. way to keep a job. Yeah, he Russ isn't going anywhere. That that's Pete Carroll's guy. If Russ would leave that next day, Pete Carroll retires. Okay, I mean, and if they trade Russell Wilson, 
what is really left of that team? I mean, Nothing. they've got some pieces like DK and Jamal Adams, but let's face it. Yeah, but the quarterback it, makes them. It, exactly. In that specific quarterback, right? It, you can't just put a, a Ben Roethlisberger out there or, you know, it, uh, we talked about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady obviously is a, a unique situation. But, you know, besides Tom, Aaron Rodgers and Russ and maybe Mahomes, like, this Seattle team really wouldn't be going anywhere. And, you know, teams just think, oh, we'll get like 20 draft picks in return. And I know you're a big draft pick guy, and I kind of am too, but that doesn't always fix teams. Like, you you just said it. Fix the Chiefs. You can't <laughs> find, no. It, what it, fixed, fi- no. it fixed the Seattle Seahawks because draft picks fixed them. No, what fixed the Chiefs was properly drafting Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. And you just said it. For you two, just don't two. find a Russell Wilson in the draft or anything, no, really. So you got to keep him. You put, like I said, you put any other quarterback on that team besides Rodgers and Brady, they don't make the playoffs. I will say this, though, JT, you know, I always defend Russ. I was a little disappointed, though, with that comment he made because I feel like he called out his offensive line. And to me, as a QB, that's a no-no in this, in, in, nah, in this sport. I, I, I think what he was trying to do was it, I think, it doesn't matter. It sounded like a jab at his offensive it line. Did, it did indirectly. It did, you're right. But I think what he's trying to do is I think there's a I don't think it's as quiet as many people might think it is. I think that there is a battle going on for what the offensive philosophy is going to be in Seattle going forward, because I think Pete Carroll wants to run the ball because, you know, the O-line sucks, which is crazy because they run the ball more than anybody in the league since he's been there. And he's still complaining about getting hit. So that lets you know how bad the O-line is. But he also wants to be that quarterback that, like Mahomes and Rodgers where he's getting all the props for throwing it to all these weapons and stuff. And he liked it this year. He wants to, to pass more and, you know, have the more dynamic offense where Pete Carroll's like, look, man, I'm trying to have you pass it 25 times a game, run at the rest. We win our 11 games and then we get to the playoffs and try to get to Super Bowl. Like, I think that's what they're battling for. And by, and by Russell Wilson saying that, he's like, look, man, next person you bring in can't be Adam Gates. It's got to be somebody to open up the offense. But to do that, you got to give me more weapons and fix the offensive line. He's taking a page out of the Aaron Rodgers playbook. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah, but I also heard at one point he didn't think Brian Schottenheimer should be fired. How do you explain yeah, that? Yeah, because Brian Schottenheimer was the one that was – he's the one that got him to the let Russ, Russ Cook part. And then Pete Carroll's like, nah, we're going to shut that down and run the ball the rest of the way. Okay, but then, but then you're saying you're frustrated by getting hit too much by letting Russ cook. That's when you get hit. I told you, man. He been hanging out with Aaron Rodgers. It's just all deflection, all blame, more money. That's what I feel. This is. It's just basically throw everything at the wall. Whatever sticks is, sticks. is the money. Money yep. always sticks. Okay, exactly. Interesting. Well, it, it just seems like a show, an episode of quarterback. So let's keep it going, JT. According to NFL Networks, Tom Pelissero and again Ian Rappaport. The Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys will franchise tag uh, Dak Prescott <laughs> if no long-term deal is reached before the March 9th deadline to designate players with a one-year tender. So, JT, if Dak gets franchise tagged again, are the Cowboys making a mistake not signing him to the long-term deal? Yes, yes, yes. And I said this last year. I'm going to say it again. You, we both talked about this. What are the Cowboys doing? Like, do you know? And it's 
Look at the landscape of the NFL. Quarterbacks are getting pissed off at a high rate, and it's becoming easier to do it. And as soon as they don't get along with management, they're looking for ways to get out. Just look at Houston. Look at Philly. We just talked about Seattle. Aaron Rodgers always up in Green Bay. He's always pissed off at the Packers. I don't understand why they can't get this done. Pay the man. Quarterbacks that have done less have gotten paid already, and people are pampering to them. Like Carson Wentz is getting to do whatever he wants, and he's already got his money. Shit, Jared Goff got paid <laughs> a lot of money and got traded. Cowboys, I don't understand what you're doing, but you need to get this done. I don't even, I don't even care if you even got to cut Ezekiel Elliott or trade him. Get this done because you franchise tag him again, you will regret it, and this will ruin your franchise, I believe, for the next ten years if y'all let him get away because you couldn't sign him to a long-term deal. Well, they should have never, all right, signed Dak or signed Zeke before Dak, all right, and. One yeah, that's, thing before, that's definitely hustling backwards. One thing before I answer the question, JT, you noticed all these quarterbacks are now unhappy where they are. Like, do they all think the grass is greener on the other side, though? If, if Aaron Rodgers is having issues in Green Bay, like what makes you think getting out of Seattle to go somewhere else is going to be great? What makes you think getting out of Philly is going somewhere else is going to be great. What are you going to be happy for a year? And then as soon as there's some adversity, you're going to cry about it. Like, but anyway, I digress. Let me get back to the question here. So last year, I listen, you've gone on tangents all episode. Let me have one. All right. So JT last year, we agreed on this and I, I was all about, man, they should have signed them because they messed up two years ago. Like, Two years ago, not even last year, the Cowboys messed up two years ago, should have got a long-term deal done with Dak. Then it wouldn't be an issue now, and it'd be a great contract probably at this point. But He would have had a Deshaun Watson contract. At least at this point, I would say I'd hesitate a little bit with the long-term contract now, and that's because I want to see how he bounces back after this major injury. I don't know how good my team is. Let me see how he can do with a so-so team, all right? Now, doing the franchise tag will be a cap hit, which is pretty high of $37.7 million. Mm. But at this point, how much more really will his price go up, even if he has a strong season? So you kind of get used to that cap number. It's not going to be much higher anyway in the future because I don't see how Dak is going to be able to get $50 million on the open market. Now, this is – what's that? You crazy. Somebody somewhere will pay him. Well, again, let them prove it, though, this year. And then if someone's willing to pay him 50, then you ante up and you pay 50 next year. But let them prove it after this. This is a major injury, JT. Now, this is the thing, though, The probably the reason why they should get a long-term deal done now is because that will allow them to be more creative with the cap and reduce the cap hit of $37.7 million going into next season because that is a big cap hit so signing him now to a long-term deal would because you know you can get creative with the cap it, it would make the cap hit less than 37 million more than likely all right so can we keep talking about more unhappy quarterbacks yeah let's go this is jt's type of show drama 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 all right so no quarterback conversation is complete without talking about Deshaun watson so <laughs> We know that he previously asked for a trade out of Houston, but the Texans have been insistent on the fact that they have no plans on moving him. So 
if Texas don't trade him, will Watson sit out the entire season? Nope. nope. If you if you don't play JT, guess you don't what? Get paid. You don't get paid exactly. And cool. cool. And oh, hold I was on. Say, can we just move on? No, 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 no. And and another reason, actually, a couple more reasons. The contract freezes, so he can't get to the free agent period any sooner. He would be fined every day he misses training camp and misses preseason games in total leading up to opening day he would be fined 3.3 million dollars and that cannot be forgiven anymore by teams they can't just say oh you reported opening day we'll waive that no that 3.3 million would stick to him so that basically means he's missing out every week he would miss a game then even during regular season or at any time during the season $620,000 each week so he would basically have Man, to call. just give me one of them he, weeks. <laughs> he would have me to. Man, you know, a shout out to the show, Watson, man. Give me he, four he, days. He out there donating money to everybody in Houston. Like, I, I mean, I, I love what he does. He donates to everybody. Damn, he, he loses $600,000 a day if he don't report. No, 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 no. Not a day. Each week. A week. A week. A week. Still. He would, JT, basically, and this is my last point, he would have to call Houston's bluff and essentially retire for them to really try to move him because then they would they would probably take the hit with the cap if he retired. Well, that brings it to my next question. Why do you think the Texans haven't traded him yet? Because this makes no sense to me. He wants to go. Y'all seem like y'all can get a, a lot of things for him. Like, why haven't they pulled the trigger? So two reasons. The first one, and I've told you this before, is I don't think they're sh- – they don't want to show their hand. Right, they don't want to. They don't want other teams to feel to lowball. Oh, Houston, exactly. Yo, Houston's feeling the pressure. Let Let's offer a fourth round pick. Right? No, they want kind of how like you trade in fantasy. You smell desperation. You're like, oh, here's Juju Smith Schuster for Aaron Rodgers. Take that. That that is your that's that's your mo, man. Not mine. They want to get the most. Like you said, they don't want to get a lowball offer. They want to get the most for Deshaun. So basically, they're saying, hey, we're not trading him. And he's a franchise quarterback. That's my second reason. He's a franchise quarterback. You don't trace franchise quarterbacks. We just talked about it. And then third, and this may be actually, JT, why they're holding on, the cap implications. If they trade him before June 1st, listen to this, all $21.6 million of his remaining signing bonus accelerates into Houston's cap for the upcoming year, 2021. So they wouldn't have him They'd, they'd have a cap hit still of $21.6 million. If they trade them after June 1st, the cap hits only $5.4 million in 2021 and $16.2 million in 2022. So if they are to ever trade him, it'll you'll see it happen after June 1st. Hmm. All right, I'm sold. So basically, <laughs> we have to wait until June 1st until the Dolphins can get him. Wow. Okay, I guess so. All right. I mean, hey, look, man, I, I legit don't know why they haven't traded him yet, but I'll go with the reasons you just gave. Those, That's my answer. And you're sticking to it. All I'm right. Sticking to it. So let's let's change gears to some basketball. Last week. No, 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 no. I'm going to change gears to some basketball. Ah, fine. Go ahead. Go nah. ahead. I got, I got excited. I got excited. I know, I know, because I know you want to talk about the All-Star game. So last week the NBA decided that there will be an All-Star game. It'll be held in the ATL on March 7th, 
in what will essentially be a mini bubble. They've done it before. Instead of a weekend full of all-star festivities, the NBA is planning to host the game and skills competitions in a single night. Uh, I heard today they're trying to do the dunk contest at halftime. So uh, this is all according to Woj, ESPN. Uh, LeBron and other players voiced their displeasure with the decision to have an all-star game. Now, we know Pat Bev said it best. If Braun play, we play. If he don't, we don't. <laughs> Do you think the NBA should have an all-star game this season? Well, LeBron did say he'll be there physically, but maybe not mentally. So that sounds like. Sound like I'm going to work. Out, but I don't really want to be exactly. here, I want to get this paycheck. Cool. So they're they're gonna so play. we play it. Braun playing, we play. <laughs> yep, they're playing. Uh yeah, I, I think there should be one, JT. Like I this isn't different, this is no different than any other regular season game they're playing mm-hmm. this year, really. I mean, they're traveling now. It's not like they're in a bubble right now, they're traveling some places. I think like Utah just had fans in the stands last night. So I mean, this is, it's really no different because if you say it is, then why are we playing regular season games then? Like the risk is no greater in my opinion for the all-star game than it is for a regular season game. And I know rest is an issue. Listen, the second half, believe it or not, the second half of the NBA schedule hasn't even been set yet. And they're guaranteed to be off March 8th, March 9th and March 10th with, I think, some games to start March 11th. Maybe they push that back even further a couple of days because I know LeBron and company wanted a little bit more rest. Listen, you're not doing the whole three days anymore, and you actually get a lot of days off on the back end. And the main reason, JT, what we say earlier? The money. They have that TV deal with Turner. They need to have the All-Star game because if not, they're going to lose some of that money in the TV deal. Because obviously, if there's no all-star game, Turner broadcasted and contracted for an all-star game. So then the players can't complain about the cap not going up later on if they don't have this all-star game. Like it's it's all it's all one big cycle, right? Like they need the television money, which they need to have the all-star game in order for revenue to come in for the cap not to go down. Yeah, I agree with you. Um Honestly, when I heard people, players speaking out about not wanting to play in the All-Star game, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I kind of agree with them. And then I kind of sat back and I was like, well, why don't y'all really want to play? Because I heard, like, Giannis said he'd rather see his family. LeBron's like, my mind's not in it. And I was like, kind of like what you were saying, then don't play the regular season. Like, it's, a, it's basically a game. And if anything, they're cutting down the time. It's not a whole weekend. It's literally one night. So it's basically one game. And if you want to see your family, people are seeing their families now because this is one of the things that some NBA players are saying. Like, look, regardless of what the NBA rules say, I'm still going to see my family. You know, are you not seeing your family during the regular season? I I just feel like you said they want some rest. LeBron is, you know, having a whatever it is he's having about the All-Star game and everybody's like, you know, just got his back. So it's one game, it's one night, do it for the fans and just, you know, continue the season. I don't really see what not playing the game accomplishes. I just don't see it. Yeah. I'm surprised we both agree on that one. I thought for sure we may have. Because you know what it is? I got caught up in the moment. I saw all these players comment on I was like, yeah, you know, they shouldn't play. But I was like, wait a minute. They won't want to play because they want to rest. They want to see their family. Like, that's basically a regular season. Don't play. But you want they want to, they have to get paid, like you said. 
you don't play, you don't get paid. So, I mean, you can complain, but you still got to show up. Right. Yep. So let's go to everyone's favorite segment or one of them. Trivia. You sound less and less convincing about this. That means it's almost out of the show. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to decide which ones is everyone's favorite because they all are. So let's go to trivia time, JT. We got some NFL ones because of the of the Super Bowl. JT, I don't think I've asked this one yet. This is we're gonna really see how good you are because this is a modern day question. Seven QBs have defeated Tom Brady in the playoffs. Can you name them? Um, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. Two. That's two. Joe Flacco. That's three. Um, in the in the you said in the regular season or postseason? In the playoffs, playoffs. not the regular season. Um, Nick Foles. Yep, that's four. Um. These three may be the trickiest, but I know I have faith in you, man. I have hey, faith give me, in you. Give me, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Um, we may have to cut some of this segment out because you're no, taking this, too long. There's a, a lot of thinking going on today. Because he's playing so damn long. I'm trying to think who we lost to. <laughs> he's only lost to so many playoff games. I ain't like it's that many. Um, when you really think about it. Trying to think of the AFC teams. He's probably only lost like nine playoff games, and two of them were to Eli. Is, is Steve McNair in there? Nah, nah, nah. nah. Uh, damn sure it wasn't a dog. Oh, Mark Sanchez. Okay, there you go. That's five. Let's go two more. You can do it. Ben Roethlisberger. Nope. No. 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 Okay. Nope. <laughs> I didn't want to say him for a reason, but that's why it was a trick. <laughs> uh, how many I got left? Two. Two and you got five seconds. Five seconds. At least um, four, three. Rivers. Two. Nope. One. Er, Jake the Snake Plumber. Ah. And Ryan Tannehill just last season. Oh yeah. In the divisional. You're right. right. So so let's stick with Tom Brady, but let's throw Mahomes in here. Brady and Mahomes. JT. This is a tough one. I didn't even get this one. Brady and Mahomes are two of only three quarterbacks, okay? So we're missing one. To ever win 25 games out of a 26-game stretch. So at some point in their career in 26 consecutive games, they won 25. Who is the only other QB to basically go 25-1 and one during a 26 I'm assuming this, this quarterback has got to be from older era, right? No, no, no. It's Super Bowl era. It's Super Bowl era. Okay, that's not what I was. Well, at, I'll say I'll, I'll do it this way. It is in the past forty years. Oh, oh, that airs it down. But so you're saying answer. old days like 1950s. Come on, the 80s and beyond. We we were alive then. We may not have seen any of the games, but we were alive in the 80s. The, the other quarterback is it Kurt Warner? Nope, that's a good guess. Joe Montana. Nope. I'll give you one more guess. You're getting closer uh, now. You're getting closer with the Montana. Think of that time era. That time. Yeah. Think of that era. Hmm. I gave you a hint. It, it is in the 80s. So think about the 80s. Isn't it's not Marino, is it? Nope. It's Jim McMahon. Oh. 
definitely wouldn't have thought about that. But anyway. Because, I mean, the Bears went 15-1 and one at, at just in yeah, the season. So, all right, last one again. Super Bowl Brady theme here. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in his first season with the team after changing teams. JT, who was the last QB to do that? To win a Super Bowl his first year with the team after changing teams, after just getting there. Steve Young? No, he was with the Niners for a while, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think, though. This one's not so bad. This one is definitely – we definitely saw – we. this one is a doable question. You should know it. Oh, is it – Um, no, but he didn't do that the first year. Oh, who are you going to say? I was going to say Peyton Manning, but he didn't win the first nah, year. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'll give you one more guess. Five seconds. Five, um, four, three, two, one. Trent Dilfer. Oh, my come God. on, Trent Dilfer. Oh, my goodness. He's so bad. I forgot where he was the season before. <laughs> I assume he was on the roster. <laughs> wow. That is messed up. That is messed up. JT. Let me give you a quick, real quick surprise, JT. Steph Curry, because we gotta give a shout out to Steph Curry. He passed yeah, Reggie Miller. Him. He he passed Reggie Miller for second all time in threes made. If you had one three pointer, do or die, you got to put it in someone else's hand. Who is taking your three point shot? Ray Allen. Ah, we both agree. Well done. Ain't well no doubt done. about it. <laughs> well done. So JT, great episode recapping the Super Bowl as well as talking about pretty much every other quarterback in the NFL and to the fans and listeners out there. Thank you again. Sorry for the long delay in between shows, but we're glad to have you back and remember to subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review in JT. If you don't like what we do, leave us a five star review and remember to please follow us on social media our handle jt and the don we can be found on instagram twitter and facebook so jt great episode and until the next episode see you peace